Hi folks, I'm Alan Walton. This is Cutting Through the Matrix on June the 26th, 2012. I always get, at the start of the broadcast, I always get off on telling you to look into cuttingthroughthematrix.com. There's over a thousand audios for free download and you'll start to understand this incredible system you're born into and how your generation, the generations before you, going way back, have been manipulated and their minds basically controlled. The reality given to them by professionals in this actual science, very old science, and how, again, the big players of this, this eternal system that comes down through the ages decided to take over the whole world, uh, but all of its resources and the people too, because you're human resources, and run it the way it was supposed to be run, the way that they decided it should be run, and science should take over from nature and lead the way. So that's why eugenics came in, of course, and the big money boys were all part of the big plan. I mean the international money lenders. They've been going down through the many, many centuries collecting cash and running money for other countries and even empire building. That's how you get, you make, you get very rich, is managing money, not making anything. Just manage money. Don't produce any actual artifacts or things that you can sell. So that's how we really run. And, of course, they have the whole system pretty well sewn up. We're, we're given our culture via media. They own all of the media and entertainment industries. So we, we think through our lives, uh, and we're prompted to think along certain trends that are put out for us to go along, and that gives you your reality for your time. And also, there's always another one on the go for a younger generation who are giving their trends, uh, which prepare them for all that which will happen in their time as they grow up thinking it's all quite natural. Predictive programming, they call it. So help yourself to the audios, and remember too on that site, the, they all carry audios, all those, all those ones listed there. They carry transcripts in English for print-up of the talks, and you can go into alanwattsentinel.eu for transcripts in other languages. Remember, too, you can buy the books and discs I have at cuttingthroughmatrix.com, and that helps me just tick along, just about almost sometimes, I should say. And you can donate as, as well. So go into the website, see what's there for reading, because it's important you understand the cons that are used down through the ages, going way back to the present time. They have managed whole societies and, and continents even for a long, long time. All tricks of the trade to do with mind, mental conditioning and mental programming. No different than the day. So, as I say, from the US to Canada, you can purchase the books or donates by using a personal check or an international money order from post office. You can use PayPal or send cash. And across the world, you're left with Western Union, MoneyGram and PayPal once again. And what I tried to do is to go through the histories of the past to show you how it all ties in with today and how big boys did plan the future. They're always planning the future. You're living through 20-odd years of war, over 20 years of war, to do with the Middle East. That was planned long, long before they started with Gulf War One. 
and you can find the evidence of it in big clubs like the the Project for the New American Century and so on, where they came out with all the countries they wanted to take out in the future and all the ones after they're finished with the Middle East as well because they've got other ones to take out across the world so that they can get their perfect world system where the big corporations, which they also own, will have all of the resources of the planet, right down to your food and water. And then, of course, uh, you'll be forced to comply with the changes that are going to be forced down your throats. Uh, And you can see this happening already in Australia, where you're find a million dollars if you can complain about carbon taxes, for instance. And I cannot understand for the life of me how they can be so darn weak. What's happened to them? They stand by and let this uh, Fabian socialist run all over them with her eugenics program of depopulation and spreading the wealth across the world to her corporate friends. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, we're back, cutting through the matrix, and we're the best informed slaves that's ever existed. We truly are, because we're not a, basically even Patriot Radio is, is, is like a branch of the mainstream media, and with the same problems of financing and keeping going and all that kind of stuff. And most of the articles come from the mainstream media as well. But it's, it's not really where it comes from, it's the whys, what articles they give you. And I try to add in little bits here and there to show you why things are happening. Because we're living through a planned agenda, a script in other words, with, that runs in 5, 10, 15, 20 year, 50 year, 100 year plans, just like the United Nations does. And... It's ongoing, and, you're, and it's, today it's, it's more perfect than ever because they have neuroscientists, they have the behaviorists on board, all paid by your tax money and your governments, and, um, and they have a massive office space, and, and they're always ongoing with experimentation on the human psyche to find ways of creating a passive, happy population that can work in the mud all day and get paid practically nothing, except enough to feed themselves. And, uh, and, and then the problems will be over for those who are obviously genetically superior to the rest. And that's really how they talk about it at the top. This is the century of change, remember? And they mean complete change. All of the communist manifesto was to be finished. Anything that was left unfinished was to be finished in this particular era. And people think, well, it's just the communists. No, because the big bankers, you see, international bankers, created the communists and they funded them too. You must get the dialectic going in order to get a result coming out of the conflict. Without conflict, there's no change. So you always create another side, they have conflict, and then they have resolution that comes out of it, which they call synthesis. So this is a technique that's always, always used. And of course, the same ones who run uh, both sides profit massively off of both sides at the same time. That's what they did during the whole Cold War. It was to save you, to save you, we've got to tax the blazes out of you uh, to create all these new missiles. And every month there was a brand new missile. And both both sides were doing the same con game, the Soviet Union and uh, Britain, the U.S., uh, and using lies galore to justify their, their demands for new missiles and, and more trillions of bucks. So today, of course, it's going into uh, austerity, uh, more money is needed at the top, uh, all these kind of things. But during that whole era, most of the family structure was utterly destroyed. Uh, everyone's been made dysfunctional. There's no common people with a common ideology to stand against the ones who now rule over you. 
because that's how you destroy a nation and take it over. You must destroy everything that works, bonds everything together, and makes them stand up together with a common culture, a common belief system, culture, whatever, and then they'll stand up against you and you can't take them over. When you bring them down and break them up in so-called individuals, they're not individuals at all, but they think they are, uh, then there's no one who will stand up for them when the government comes for them. And they won't stand up for each other either because they're egocentric and egocentric. That's the, the, the plan that uh, Julian Huxley talked about at UNESCO a long, long time ago. And his brother mentioned too when he was talking about creating a subservient race. He said the people will come to love their servitude. And you're seeing it today. They don't really care what's happening around them as long as they've got money to pay their play and buy new video games and have lots of fun. And without having lots of fun, the big boys are making incredible strides to unify the planets uh, financially uh, and politically in every other way. And every government now has massive agencies, even private ones, that, that now step in to take care of all the dysfunction caused by the fact that your cultures have been absolutely obliterated. So we're easy prey now, easy prey. Now, along with all of this too, you have this standard article here. 60 million euro has been stolen from bank accounts in a massive cyber attack raid after fraudsters raided dozens of financial institutions around the world. According to a joint report by software security firm McAfee and Guardian Analytics, more than 60 firms have suffered what has been called an insider level of understanding. The fraudsters' objective in these attacks is to siphon large amounts from high-balance accounts, hence the name chosen for this research called Operation High Roller. If all of the attempted fraud campaigns were as successful as the Netherlands example we described in this report, the total attempted fraud could be as high as 2 billion, I don't know if that's dollars, but it's 1.6 billion uh, pounds, it says. The automated uh, malicious software program was discovered to use servers to process thousands of attempted thefts from both commercial firms and private individuals. The money was then uh, sent to so-called mule accounts in caches of a few hundred and 100,000 euro a time. So the deposits of 100,000 euro a time. And um, credit unions, large multinational banks and regional banks have all been attacked. Sky News Defence and Security Editor Sam Kiley said it does include British financial institutions and has jumped over to North America and South America as well. What they've done differently from routine attacks is they've got into the bank servers and constructed software that is automated. It can get around some of the mechanisms that alert the banking system to abnormal activity. The details of the global fraud coming just a day after MI5 boss warned of the new cybersecurity threat to UK business. Now you'll find most of these big hackers at that level who got insider knowledge and so on uh, have worked for government. They, they either work for government now or they have in the past and they're generally spy agencies themselves. And that's what they do is they hack other countries. Now they're hacking everybody, even their own, of course. So this, this, will, this will go on forever, this, this kind of nonsense. In Australia, warning is issued, uh, another warning over the anti-carbon tax posters. And it says, Labour is warning small businesses against displaying the coalition's anti-carbon tax posters, saying there is multi-million fines or dollar fines if the information is found to be misleading. Uh, what does that mean? They're, they're all going under because of extra taxes and costs and an increase and all the rest of it. The coalition has sent the flyers to bakeries, butchers, dry cleaners and fruit shops just days before the carbon tax is due to take effect. 
The tactic is a further sign that both sides of politics are preparing to ramp up their campaigning efforts surrounding the tax. And the opposition leader Tony Abbott told a meeting of coalition MPs that he and other senior party figures would be campaigning across the country, warning people that tax would push up the cost of living and threaten jobs. Well, they're in a mess now because he, Australia has just only recently been hit with the full brunt of globalisation. Uh, they, they didn't know that their, every MP they've ever voted into office at the top was a member of the, of the Royal Institute of International Affairs and a branch in Australia called the Canadian, the Australian Institute for International Affairs. And that they also had um, another two organisations, all from the Royal Institute of International Affairs, mind you. The Council for Pacific Relations was one of them, uh, specialising in unification, including China. And they've been working on that for over 60 years. People didn't know that. So Labour is preparing a coordinated campaign this weekend to reassure the community about the effects of the tax. But this is, they've got a Fabian socialist in who's all for this globalism thing and exportation of jobs, importation of foreign workers, because under free trade, remember, and same with Canada, Australia and every other country that signed these deals, you must allow in uh, free, the free flow of goods across borders and labour. And that means they can come in and pay them uh, wages equivalent to that, those that get maybe in India or China, for instance. And if you say, oh, you can't do that here, they fine you through the World Trade Organization because it's a star chamber. They fine you millions of dollars and the taxpayer has to pay the fine. That was worked out back in the early 90s. And the public don't know. They haven't got a clue what's going on. Now, National Health Service uh, patients in Britain, I mean, you understand, when the IMF comes in, and that's the whole point in the International Monetary Fund, they slash and burn, and of course the first thing they do it to, uh, starting with the elderly, uh, is the health care of people. And uh, wherever they've been, for instance, you always get a massive increase in tuberculosis because they literally cut the treatments, uh, the streptomycin uh, treatments for tuberculosis, as an example. And... Um, it's going to get a lot worse as IMF is getting put in charge with the central banks through all the different countries uh, of Europe. But what's happening is National Health Service patients are put at risk by drug shortages. And it says um, there's some of them are life-saving medicines and four-fifths of National Health Service trusts that responded to freedom of information requests submitted by the Member of Parliament, Hugh Aranka Davis, said there were unacceptable delays for many drugs, including some for cancer and organ failure. The survey of 60 health authorities in England and Wales revealed the problem is due to medicines intended for the National Health Service use, uh, use being exported to other EU countries instead. Now, you understand you're living in a eugenical society, where, and it's Marxist and it's also capitalist at the same time for those who can't quite get that. You have the fascists at the top running on a Marxian system down below with all these government agencies. And what happens in that kind of economy, uh, this updated Marxism, by the way, is, is we're, we're beyond the Soviet Union now in our techniques, is that uh, those who have no function to society or who are consumers only and, and not producers uh, over a certain age uh, have to be basically cut out of the whole picture. I'm not kidding about that. That's how you, they value your life. It comes to your value to your community, to your society, community, etc. That's how they labeled you. And I have many articles on that, by the way. But anyway, so uh, this is what they're happening with this wonderful EU uh, conglomerates, they're calling the, the new EU, uh, EU or Soviet EU, because that's really what it's based on. And uh, now they're just to take 
stuff from the less producers and give them to someone who is producing. That's what we'll do with the drugs and too bad for you back home. And, of course, the, the more you shut up about it, the more this is going to happen. It's time you got on the streets. That's all you can say to people now. It's time you got on the streets. What else can you say? Otherwise, you're just grumbling about it. But again, too, you, you, again, getting back to the fact that communities, societies, nations, cultures have been utterly destroyed, you can't get the people to stand up together for pretty well anything. Now, uh, you all hear about this nonsense about the Rio summit being an utter failure. Don't kid yourself at all. Uh, don't forget that the Millennium Goals, Agenda 21, are still on the books with more parts to go through yet. And uh, there's much, much more to come. Uh, and now they're going into redistribution of more wealth, of your wealth across the world. To help the poor, you understand. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt. We're cutting through the matrix, talking about the big agenda, the, the world agenda, and the big players who live their whole life. Doesn't matter how old they, they get, they never retire, and they still work as fervently as ever. And you can only do that with a, a true religion, you understand. That's where, that's why they, they go into the 80s and 90s, trotting around the world as though they were still 18 with the same fervor for their actual cause. And people like Maurice Strong, who everybody's heard of, of course, is, is one of those particular type of characters. Long history, very interesting history. Lots of it's omitted from the, the regular media. His actual personal history, his family history. But he was on a PBS station in Canada some years back, and he was when he was based in China. That's where he lives most of the time now. And he uh, laid the wreath at a, a woman called, I think it was Annalise Strong, uh, Anna Louise Strong, that is, and. Um, he said that was his aunt or something, but she was a professional revolutionary. She was born in the States, but the, the strong family were scattered all over, and his part of the family was also in Canada as well. Uh, so, But he did put a wreath there, and uh, of course the United Nations based him in, in China to help learn all the techniques that, that, so, that, that the Chinese communists were using for a, a really, um, what do you call it, a, an obedient population so that they can be used elsewhere in the world. But this article here is about this Anna Louise Strong. She's, she earned a PhD in philosophy at the University of Chicago. It was in the Pacific Northwest where she witnessed the 1916 Everett Massacre. It was great aunt, I guess. And chronicled the 1919 Seattle General Strike that her political vision took shape. In Moscow, she went over to Moscow and she helped found the first English-language newspaper in communist uh, Russia. In Spain, her many visits resulted in her book, Spain in Arms. And in China, she interviewed Mao Masmatsi Tung in a, a Yinan cave in 1946. She's buried in Beijing in a special cemetery for martyrs of the revolution. She became an advisor to Matsu Tung. And so she was all over the place. And down at the bottom of this article, it says, Witness to revolution is an important achievement, much to Ostrander's credit. I said the, the person who wrote it. The Seattle filmmaker does not try to glorify her subject as a model of political virtue. Rather, her work explores what caused a woman of comfortable middle-class origins to end up hobnobbing with wobblies in Everett 
teaching English to Trotsky in Russia, tromping around civil war battlefields in Spain, and at the age of 61, living in caves with Mao's communists in China, a showpiece of the documentary is Annalise Strong's 80th birthday party in Shanghai, where we see her fetid by a smiling Matsu tongue and toasted by Xu Enlai. So that's one of his relatives, you see. And you'll find, too, if you go into Morrow, she's strong, do a bit of digging. Uh, there's a, another character in here that came from China uh, about this, uh, before that, and he helped set up the communist parties elsewhere across the world. But this article says, Maury Strong lauds Chinese model. Now, remember, he works at the United Nations, Maury Strong. He started off uh, getting picked up by the Rockefeller Foundation and shoved into the oil business to learn how, how you, you work all the little people below you and how the money is really made. And then they put him into the United Nations. But it's more a strong laws Chinese model at the 2012 uh, Earth Summit. Uh, people's movement guided by the people's government. That's the con game of China. But uh, that is true that the uh, United Nations does see that China as the model state that we've all to emulate, you see. It's a perfect communist system, which is really fascist at the top. It says, at a side event to the recent Air Summit in Rio de Janeiro, certified man-hater, prominent 20th century eugenicist and devoted collectivist, Maurice Strong told an audience of environmentalists that China is a model state for the rest of the world to emulate in regards to environmental matters. Besides Strong, the forum was attended by Mohan uh, Monasinghe, former executive director of the United Nations Environment Program and secretary general at the 1992 Rio Air Summit. The moderator to this facade was Hans Dorville, ex-vice chairman of the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, as well as undersecretary of UNESCO. The meeting took place under the umbrella name Importance of Informal Mechanisms Beyond Rio a commitment from China's civil society and focused in on the importance of China in regards to the world's future environmental governance. What China does matters to the world, Strong said, and what China is doing is actually a tremendous source of encouragement. No doubt Strong referred to China's one-child policy and the way it has reportedly contributed to the nation's progress, despite the terrible sacrifices that have been made and are being uh, demanded of the people, the Chinese people. Strong went on to say that sustainable development has become a people's movement guided by the people's government. This says here, a Strong himself a Chinese national, I guess you could say that because he's international, he's Canadian, he's US, he's Chinese. As a long-time advocate of the sort of draconian population policies, that's population reduction, that China has forced upon its people, as far back as the early 1970s, Strong hesitatingly admitted to the BBC that such a thing as a license to have a child is a kind of system he would see implemented globally. Uh, these are the characters who get all your tax money to change. Well, guess who? You. What is important to note is Strong's position that such a policy could not or should not be the affair of nation states, but rather a top-down global endeavor. In a, 19, a 2009 interview, Strong talks about the Copenhagen Conference. In the interview, Strong stated, amongst other things, that what is necessary is a global system of governance through which the nations of the world cooperate to address issues which none can deal with alone. And then he gives you double speak and all the rest of it. But, I mean, he thinks China is the way that we should all go, you see, and copy. I'll also put up another one too, too. So an exclusive on Maury Strong popping out of the Rio Plus 20. He was there weeks before it, preparing it and telling them all what to say and what to do. Back with more after this.
listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt, going through some of the history of Maurice Strong, this self-appointed, it's not actually self-appointed, there's much bigger powers above him that just pluck them up and pop them into top positions, you see, but they have the right stuff, they belong to intergenerational revolutionaries, that's their history, you see, and uh, they're very well rewarded for it too, and given a lot of comfort and servants and things like that. It's good to be a communist at that level. But anyway, it says here, Maurice Strong, the godfather of global environmentalism and organizer of the United Nations 1992 Rio Environment Air Summit, is making a, a quiet comeback to the limelight on the eve. This is before, of course, they just had the meeting of, of the Rio Summit. It says he's been taking part in a variety of conference side events prior to the three-day meeting of some 130 top-level international leaders, part of a growing wave of hoopla and promotion that will climax at the summit leader session. Uh, Hillary Clinton was there, of course, and all the other usual ones. Believe me, it's not dead at all because they've already got all these laws on the books before the event happened, and a lot of them have already been signed into law. You'll hear about them as the year drags on. His appearance at the Rio Plus 20 is also the latest stage in a long march through controversy. It's kept strong, who is a native Canadian. I love how they can just put down whatever country they want. Who is widely deemed to be one of the key instigators of the global environmental movement, living a low-profile life in China for the past half decade. What was longer than half a decade, believe you me. He's been there for many years, back and forth, and living there for long periods of time. And... um, as it's now strong as back on one of the stages where he feels more comfortable, a global United Nations conference on the environment, uh, though the role he, play, he may play in the leaders' sessions is not known. Anyway, uh, he's been involved, as you well know, uh, in various scandals, because they all are at the top. I mean, they have no qualms at all about taking payoffs and backhanders and under the tables and all the rest of it. But he was involved in the oil-for-food scandal with Iraq and Kofi Annan. Anybody, Kofi Annan says, oh, I didn't know anything about it. It was my son that was doing this swap for oil for, for cash and all that and food. And Maurice Strong himself was caught cashing a check uh, from that very deal uh, for a lot of, lot of cash. And he just fobbed it off and said, oh, go away. You know, the, the, the stigma will just go away. But anyway, his documents examined by Fox News showed that Beijing Office of the United Nations Development Program has paid Strong's way with a $13,000 round-trip air ticket from Beijing to New York to Rio and back in his hotels, and living expenses are also being picked up in what amounts to a three-week Rio plus 20 junket. But um, on his way over, before he did that, he went to see the Prime Minister of Canada and to he lambasted him for not doing enough about the environment, etc. What they really mean is, is redistribution of your wealth. If you haven't figured that out yet across the world, because they want, they want to own the world, you understand, but they must make you, the peasants, pay for it all first so that you're owned in unison by the same people. It's, it's that simple. It truly is that simple. And the big banks are all in on it too. Don't forget Rockefeller, as I say, was a guy who picked up Mr. Murray Strong and, and put him right into the oil business to get my hand, a hand on how things really work, you see. But yeah, it's to be Murray Strong and the rest of them say at the United Nations that China is the model state for the world. Well, Chinese couple are forced into late-term abortion. I mentioned that article last week. Uh, they, it was a late time, she was seven months gone, and they dragged her in because she, she had a child already. And you saw the picture in the papers with the unborn child right next to her. They just ripped it out and 
gave you the photograph and tried to hash it all up because they're in the model state. You understand they were all to emulate. And I'm not kidding. You're going to see all that stuff here. So the husband of the Chinese woman forced to have late-term abortion has gone into hiding and her family are being harassed, a relative has said. See, they've trained the public to turn on people who break the taboo, the bottom. It's very easy to to use a mass man, especially Chinese. Are very the, the, the individuality is not a Chinese thing. You can understand that the the acts they've been they've never had freedom as individuals in their whole history. This is Feng, Feng uh, Jin Mei was made to terminate her pregnancy at seven months. She couldn't pay the fine for violating China's one-child policy. Now, if you're if you're middle class or up there with the Politburo in, in China, uh, governing over the rest of the peons down below you, you can you're allowed to have more children. You just pay a little fine, like a like a uh, like a ticket, and that's it. You can have extra because that's eugenics in action. Meaning the wealthier folk are obviously more intelligent because they're wealthy, right? And they then have extra children. But at the bottom, the majority, no, they just come and rip it out of you. It says photos showing her with the fetus caused widespread condemnation when they were leaked on the web. Officials apologized, but the couple are now apparently being hounded. A relative of, the, of theirs told reporters that the family had been harassed since leaving hospital, possibly with the, fa- the tacit encouragement of local government officials who have been embarrassed by the scandal. They like to really hush things up in China, and we have to emulate them, remember. Don't ever forget that. And so they went into hiding. Pictures circulating on the internet appear to show a large red banner saying, Beat the traitors, drive them from the town, strung up in the family's town in Shangxi province. On Sunday evening, we decided to go home from hospital, and a lot of people had gathered outside, the relative who wished to remain anonymous said. They hung banners on a bridge, and many people came and shouted that we were traitors. Now, wherever we go, people follow us. It's all a safe face for the, for the communist system, you see. This fascist communist system. It's very lucrative in China if you're born in the right families in this classless society. <laughs> so I'll put this up tonight too. And another thing about this country we've got to emulate, and it might go in with austerity, who knows? Who knows, eh? Because I can remember quite a few years back there was a, a terrible plague of, of mice and rats in the crops. And it was made law that they had to serve that up in restaurants. No kidding. Rats and mice, that was the way to get rid of them. Uh, but dogs now are destined, destined for the table. That's a, a delicacy there amongst the, the wealthy Politburo. Horrific images show animals being killed, cooked, and served up as a meal in Chinese tradition. Uh, and it says these disturbing images show the dogs being cooked up uh, as a meal in a grim Chinese tradition. They're chopped up and cooked in front of the diners because they like to see it live before they eat it. In fact, they like it jumping on the plate. Despite a growing anti-cruelty campaign, a group of Chinese activists in Yulin City, uh, Jiangsu province, descended on the dog meat market campaigning against eating the animals. So at least there's folk there. As the wealth comes up to some people, they start getting pets and they start having some strange, uh, you know, feelings for them. It's kind of a foreign thing for in China. So anyway, it says pet lovers associations have sprung up in Chinese cities over recent years. While many Chinese enjoy rich dog meat, especially during cold winters, some object to the practice in some regions of beating dogs to death. This is what they do in their traditions over there to release the blood into the meat as it's dying. Yeah, that's, that's very, very nice. But to emulate China, well, good luck, folks. I ain't going to do it. Good luck. And... 
with all of the integration of Europe and the austerity measures coming in and the massive promiscuity that been, you've had this for since the 1960s, just stepping up per generation, that's all the children see on TV through music television and all the rest of it. They're taught it in schools, just do it, just do it. You know, Haven't you tried this? Maybe you're inhibited. I mean, this is from their own therapist's school, you know. So the baby box returns to Europe, it says. Boxes where parents can leave an unwanted baby common in medieval Europe have been making a comeback over the last 10 years. Supporters say a heated box monitored by nurses is better for babies than abandonment on the streets. But the United Nations says it violates the rights of the child. Well, who are the hypocrites the United Nations? They'd rather see they shouldn't be born according to the United Nations. So unlike the scene for the most painful of dramas, it says in the edge of a road in a leafy suburb of Berlin, there's a sign pointing through the trees down a path that says uh, baby wish. It says baby cradle. At the end of that path, there's a stainless steel hatch with a handle. Pull that hatch open and there are neatly folded blankets for a baby. The warmth is safe and reassuring. There's a letter too telling you who to call if you change your mind. About twice a year, someone, presumably a woman, treads the path at the secluded rear of uh, Walfried uh, Hospital and leaves the baby, perhaps born in secret only a few hours earlier. Well, they had to put these boxes up because people were literally dumping them in garbage bins. That's the reason, folks. doesn't mention it on this one, but it does in other articles. That's, society has come down to the pits, and you actually have further to go, believe you me, when you've read the articles of the guys who manipulate all of your minds and give you your entertainment, which everyone emulates, especially the young. That's the society, which they call it the top progress. Progress to them's understanding is making you so debased that, they could, that the few who've done this before down through the ages can rule over you. That's what it means. Because you never wonder what it meant. Progress? Who, who, who decides what progress is? How can you define it? They have their definition. Complete absence of all opposition. A society that's uniform with, a, with, its, with its cultural beliefs and so on, and its, its modes of, of caring for each other and empathy, cannot be defeated. Can't be defeated. You've got to put them down to utter degradation. And then you've got them. And that's what we have for those who don't quite, uh, haven't quite figured it out yet. And this article too, because corruption is rampant everywhere, lawmakers reworked financial portfolios after talks with the Fed and the Treasury officials. This is, in January 2008, President Bush was scrambling to bolster the American economy. The subprime mortgage industry was collapsing and the Dow Jones Industrial Average had lost more than 2,000 points in less than three months. House Minority Leader John A. Bonner became the Bush administration's point person in Capitol Hill to negotiate a $150 billion stimulus package. In the days that followed, Treasury, Treasury Secretary Henry M. Paulson Jr. made frequent phone calls and visits to Bonner. Neither Paulson nor Bonner would publicly discuss the progress of the negotiations to shore up the nation's financial portfolio. On January 23rd, Bonner uh, met Paulson for breakfast, and Bonner would later report the arrangement, the rearrangement of a portion of his own financial portfolio made on that same day. In other words, they were changing everything for their country, and they were saving their own assets before the country. So they got all their assets out of the ones they were going to bring down to make sure they were in winners, you see, not losers, uh, before they told the rest of the population. He sold between 50000 and $100,000 from a more aggressive mutual fund and moved money into a safer investment. 
Well, that's what they do at the top. Nothing will come out of it anyway, so why bother even mentioning it as a piece of trash? <laughs> you ever wondered about that too? And remember too, I've got the podcast up on catchingthroughthematrix.com with Katerina Juleva to do with her coming court case on Thursday where she's trying to get her child back, a child that was, it was whisked away by the, the child protection services and through all the subsequent trials and through the experts that they all had, professionals, uh, on behalf of those who take the child away, there's no evidence whatsoever of any kind of abuse. One judge ordered the child to be basically given back by saying, put this family back together, and it's been dismissed by the children's services. And the, the, this guardian ad litem, who has some personal problem, I think, the way she goes at this, like a prosecutor. And uh, I put the podcast up. Remember, give her support. You've got all the phone numbers you can phone to to show support and ask that, that for once, perhaps, the justice system will do the right thing, as they've been advised to do, and give the child back to the mother, who's been looking after him since uh, he was born. Now, the army now has... Uh, this is old stuff, actually, but always presented as new. Army looks to strike foes with a lightning weapon. It's a plasma weapon, of course. It says today's military lasers can blind spy satellites or burn enemy vehicles, but tomorrow's could guide lightning bolts to strike and destroy battlefield targets. Oh, wow. This is your cash. This is where you're... Yeah, and of course, I'll ultimately be used against all of you. The U.S. Army lab is testing how lasers can create an energized plasma channel in the air an invisible pathway for electricity to follow, the laser-guided lightning weapon could precisely hit targets such as enemy tanks or unexploded roadside bombs because such targets represent better conductors for electricity than the ground. And you have to go into that yourselves and do a checkup on HARP as well and to do with the chemtrail spraying because that ties in together. And that's as old as the hills. It was, it was Teller that came out with, uh, he had the inventor of the, of the H-bomb, who said if we spray all these chemicals with metallic particles in the air, we can create it a bit more conducive and conductive, and we can then use the least extremely low frequency or any frequency of electricity through it as a weapon and weaponize the air and atmosphere itself, which has effects, mental effects on the populations down below. Never mind the stuff you're breathing into, which is aluminum oxide and barium and everything else. And also... The Arizona immigration law ruling may mean a boon for private business, uh, prison business. Prison business is big, big business today. In fact, all law is big business, isn't it? It's incredible money in in law business. And uh, so we're going the same way as China. Do you understand? This is like China. China just puts them in prison, and they're the guys that make all your little toys and stuff that you're buying from China. And the states are doing the same thing. They just call you a criminal. And you work away for nothing, for private corporations. Quite, quite, I mean, private corporations don't want to let go of good workers, you understand. So when your parole's coming up, you know, and you're pretty good at what you do, making widgets for nothing, uh, then they want to keep you. Think about all the different implications involved in all of this. We're being turned into an ancient, you know, Roman-type society by those who've done it all before. And it worked then. It will work now. Work, work again forever, I suppose. Children could soon be given the annual flu vaccinations at school to prevent the spread of illness across all age groups. See, they can't dumb us down fast enough or make us sick fast enough. You see? And once again, it's just that, that word experts. Experts. Ooh, experts. 
Everybody sticks saying priest, priest in the Middle Ages, priest, priest, says. Experts. That does it all. You know, you don't have to read any more of it, you know, because that's it. Remember what Bertrand Russell said? Lord Bertrand Russell? The guy who gave you the culture, helped work on the culture you're living through right now. All of it, by the way. He said that uh, we'll train the society to believe in nothing, not even themselves, to believe only in experts. So that's all you have to say now is experts, and that does the job. So the government say the vaccine should be given to everyone from 5 to 17 on the National Health Service. Now, you can't get vital medications to, to help people in, the, in there because they're, they're, they're giving it all to other European countries. And the elderly get pretty well nothing at all except a euthanasia pill because you're just a consumer. And the United Nations that Maury Strong lodged and approves of, you see, they want it to be run like a factory. Society is a big factory and you're just part of the factory. And elderly people are just consumers. The, the perfect citizen, according to the United Nations, the global citizen is a consumer and a producer, meaning before the age of retirement is what they mean. So they're rampaging ahead on their goal. Also, government's about to see, seize private property for a frog that isn't there. And uh, I'll put this article, this actual little video too, in Brass Check TV. Uh, people should check out Brass Check TV. They have a lot of good little stuff in there you don't find elsewhere. But it shows you how this frog that isn't even on the property um, is, is being grabbed by the Fish and Wildlife Services. And they're going to take all thousands of acres over, by the way, people off their, off their, out their houses in Louisiana. And, um, and that's how they do it. They used to go in and claim that there's an owl there, a certain specific owl, the spotted owl. There was even YouTubes up there with the leaders of the Green Parties and the Green Peace and Green Everything. Uh, all these guys covered in fungus, you know, and spouted fungus, telling folk to, to use this excuse anywhere they go. The spotted owl. Ooh. To steal your land. Back with more after this. Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watts. We'll go to the callers. Now, there's Darren in Ireland. First, are you there, Darren? I'm hanging on here with my fingernails. <laughs> um, I, a quick question, Alan. I was just kind of—I read—I was reading the biography of uh, Malcolm X. What, what was your opinion on him? Do you think he was uh, legitimate enough? It, it's hard to say. Uh, it's really hard to say. Uh, um, understanding that this whole world of deception and fronts uh, and, and, and fronts that really will pull a lot of people to follow them. Um, you never know who's really, really behind it, even if it's the apparent enemy that's behind it, uh, like the CIA or whatever. I don't know, but I do know that he got a lot. They really got off with a lot at the time. Uh, and the attention, too, was to get a civil war going inside the States. I'm sure of that as well. Um, so we'll, we'll never know the whole story. Believe you me, never, never. It'll be classified until, you know, the year 5000 or something. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's just, uh, I, I read in a bit of it here, he, he really goes after, like, he really didn't like, uh, I guess, the other civil rights leaders, because he even said himself they were handpicked by and, and financed by the supposed people that were fighting, the, 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 white, the white people at the time, I guess you'd say, they were, they were fighting against us. You yeah. know, he went on about saying, 
that they were, uh, I'll tell you what, he went on and saying, uh, supposed to be fighting the white man, but obscurely behind the scenes was a white boss, a president, a board chairman, or some kind of other title, pulling the real strings. It's just interesting then, he was a part, I guess, the Nation of Islam, but near the end of, near the end of, before he died, he, you know, he realised even that was a front, and yeah. I guess, and they ended up killing him, but, um, you all, you know, I always hear people, there's not many people really in, out there that, who are independent enough to follow without some catch, you know, um, yeah. but, oh, yeah. even why, I, even why him, he seemed, you know, because, it's pretty interesting. He even goes into where well, he learned all the stuff was in prison, but uh, even goes into he read and read and read, and he went into the ancient histories and he went into you know he copied the whole dictionary from back to front. Like I, I think that is you know in, in in general you know you have to really you have to understand everything about the system to to want to change for a, a better you know. Yeah. Um, and I, I think people have to really realise that. And I was thinking myself, I don't know how people can go on and think about you know, getting a good job and this and that when, you know, this is really it. It's the last stretch now before well, is. hell is coming down upon us now, I guess you could say, but it really is the last stretch it is. before none of us can really stand out ever again until it's just a reckless mob. Uh, absolutely. Or an authorised mob, one of the two, and, and we never really know. But you're, you're quite right. So you have to study all the ancient history. And I tell you, don't go to university because they will spin your conclusion uh, in your minds. You know, the, the one you're supposed to come away to from university with. But the information is it's like reading the Bible. Who needs anybody to read it for you? You can read it for yourself and make up your own minds. Same thing with the ancient history. If a professor gets in and tells you in his format how to think about it, he's giving you your opinion before you walk out of the university. You must do it for yourself. And it's quite blatant that the techniques of controlling mass amounts of people and even using different groups against each other has been done all down through thousands of years by those who understand these arts. And they are sciences, they are arts uh, that have never been lost, believe you me. We live in the, the epitome of utter deception, and uh, on many levels. And uh, one on question, levels. Alan. Sorry. Um, um, did you hear the, with the Greece Parliament uh, is called now the Golden Dawn? I don't know if that's true or not. Well, it's, it's probably a label that's been put on them. It won't be the real Golden, golden Dawn, believe you me. And uh, so I just thought it was a funny, funny. Uh, it's probably someone using a slur against them, uh, really. But, uh, yeah, Greece is, is just the f- uh, forefront of other things. The Spa- Spain, too, the dist- I think it was uh, Moody's just downgraded them, 50 banks in Spain. It's all to get the crisis going, say we've got to unify and get this final goal of total integration done. That's just what all this is for, all of it. And poor Greece was the, the prototype for it. But thanks for calling. Uh, and maybe Janet from London can call tomorrow. From Hamish and myself in Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me. God, your God, school with you.